Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Here right, we go. We do a podcast on a Monday. We start a fresh new week. Fresh week. Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yes, it's a fresh week of podcasts. It is that for sure. I wanted to see if this ever happened, Joe. I went to get uh, gasoline yesterday. I fill did, up, too. Fill uh, up the tank. Yeah. And I went to some rando place in Asbury Park, kind of on the outskirts of uh, the good part of town. Yeah. Which I was a little nervous to begin with. Oh, it was the middle of the day. You know, I have this rule, no getting gas once the sun goes down, no matter where you are. I don't care what neighborhood you're Puss in. bag rule. Yeah, I know yeah. it. Uh, definitely not after 10 o'clock at night. Anyway. I got gas at 3 a.m. this morning. Ridiculous. No issues. R- completely ridiculous. Not a problem. On your way home from where you were the day before, that's when you get gas. Well, I did get gas actually yesterday on the way to a baseball game for my son, but that was in my wife's truck. Oh. So then you got in your car this morning, you needed gas. Correct. Is it ever seemed fishy where you're getting gas no. at that time? No. One to- completely normal people one, getting gas at 3 There's no one getting gas. Oh, nobody. There was one time that I pulled in. I saw three weirdos walk into the store. I pulled right out, went to the next place. Oh, so you go get gas where there's like a convenience store attached? I, get, I usually get check. gas where there's life. Right. Where it's lit up. It's on a main highway. You I'm did good. say you used to get gas at a place that had cops in it all the time. Yes. That I would go to 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the what's it called? Um, the Wawa? Is it Wawa? Yes, yeah, Wawa. They always, I mean, there's always a cop yeah. car in the parking lot. That, um, that I, I, I will go and get gas Yeah, if there's a cop. But I went to get gas, and uh, I don't know if you ever had this, but the gas, it was dispensing gas at an incredibly slow rate. Well, there's three settings. Really? Yeah. There's slow, medium, fast. Why wouldn't it go on fast? Uh, maybe they're trying to time it out, or they got someone else, and they don't want you to go too quick because they want to take care of them. Really? Sometimes they just want to be a jackass. Because the guy who was working all islands, because of himself. course, all by himself, 
he looked over at how slow it was going. He goes, boy, that thing's running slow today. Mm-hmm. In my head, I was like, I'm getting gas sludge in my tank. No, it's not. No, it's not like, that. I'm, not, I'm getting the bottom. Like, it's scraping the bottom no. of the barrel. No, I don't. It's not Literally. that. There are three settings on the pump. Well, I'm glad I talked to you about this. How about that? Because I actually, I was like, hmm, now, driving in tomorrow, is my gas fuel uh, filter going to get clogged from this garbage gas I just got? <laughs> yeah. And I felt the car hesitating, you know, in my head. I was like, <laughs> now you get ultra sensitive. Yes, getting yep. ultra sensitive. I know. It's I didn't funny. know there were three settings. On most. I mean, where I used to work, there were three. Anytime I've pumped gas in Florida, there's really? always three settings. Yeah. In North Carolina, when I've driven to wherever, it's three settings. Some places will only have one. Yeah. And that's like in Pennsylvania, there's been a couple of times. I drove to Penn State this year to catch up with Rutgers there because I couldn't go with the team. And there was only one setting and it was slow. And it drove me nuts. But you could hold it up faster. But if you wanted to let it pump itself and run into the convenience store, yeah. slow only. Oh, that's oh, okay. That drives that's me nuts. That's what this was doing. No, it's possible. He also could have possibly put it on slow. You never know. By and mistake. Then, and then a car full of. Uh, Teens, teens pulled up that were not yourself. that were not getting gas, but they were going in this mini convenience. It wasn't even like a real size convenience right. store; it was a mini convenience. And I was like, "Oh!" And I kept looking at my tank, going, "Come on, let me get out of here." Because when there's a group full of troublemaker-looking teens, yes, you're out. You check out. But I can't help but glance over, like sure. it's something about my. OCD or something. Like, even though I'm like, don't look at the teens. That could only be trouble. Okay. Because the teens might be, what the f are you looking at, right? And I'll be I like, guess. I got nothing. Teens. I suppose. So I glanced over, car full of teens. Then I kept looking at my tank, going, I don't want to look to see what these teens are doing, because, and I want to pretend I'm looking at my tank, but really, what are these teens doing? Because they were why, right next to me. I really see why you enjoy spending time in your apartment. There's no teens there. You shake at a shadow. Yes. This was, by the way, Jerry, this was a, a noon getting noon. gas at noon. Oh, my God. You're funny. Oh you really gosh. are funny. Then I kept, then when other people would pull in, I'd be like, oh, the teens would mess with these, this guy more than me. Mm. She's old. Go, f- <laughs> go F around with her. I got to get the right. hell out of here. All right. Come on, teens. You're funny. Step it up, teens. I love this story I got today, Jerry. It says it was a survey of uh, people in Britain. So, you know, adjust to America. Yeah, Britain people. Britain people. Yeah. And they there there was a survey about the most disappointing tourist attractions. But this is in Britain. Area. So in Lo- so Big Ben. Like like yeah like things like that people go to that in reality. There's it's nothing. It's nothing. Big Ben's a clock. Number one on the let me see if Big Ben is on their list here. Doesn't it have to be? Nee-nee-nee. Big Ben is not a top 10. It should be. It's a clock. Number one on the list is the Mona Lisa painting. <laughs> that right. is a gigantic waste of time. Right. For me, in America, Grand Canyon. We go. It looks cool. Right. But then what? And then what? Right. The Mona Lisa painting. People go there. Which is worth how much now? Stare at it. Doesn't say. Okay. Mona Lisa painting is up there. Uh, the Eiffel Tower is up there. Okay. I've I've been to this, the Spanish Steps in Rome. Gina's like, look at the Spanish Steps. I go, okay, there are steps. <laughs> the Louvre in Paris okay. and the Leaning Tower of Pisa. The Mona Lisa in 1962. Yeah. 
was insured for a hundred million dollars in nineteen sixty. The value money. of it right now, yeah. Shut up! I, this can't be possible. For the Mona, it's the most famous, like one of the most famous paintings ever. You put that in your dining room, Jerry. You'd be the envy of all of Hazlitt. It's worth eight hundred and thirty million dollars. Wow! Why? Because it's the Mona Lisa. Who cares? And she'll follow you with her eyes anywhere in the room you go. You know who else will follow you with your eyes if you actually... Boomer. Uh, right now, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and Boomer are staring at me. If I go over there, they're still staring at me. Right. They're following you. It's like, uh, that's my Mona Lisa because I took I, that photo. There you go. It's pretty wild. I'm going back to Italy this summer. I, I cannot believe you're going back to Italy. And Gina says to me... Uh, we will we'll need to get tickets now, but do you are you interested in going to see the Last Supper? And I was like, oh, the play a play? She goes, no, the painting, the Last Supper. I go, I need tickets. I go, I go, it's just the painting. I've, I said I seen it online. She goes, no, it's the size of this wall. I go, okay. I feel bad for you. <laughs> I genuinely feel bad the for last you. Last Supper. No, it was disappointing. What's the um the Michelangelo where he's the god is touching the finger of another Hell person? If I know. Uh, oh, the Sistine Chapel. Okay. It's small. I went to see it. Not impressive. Right. What'd you do with the other twenty three hours in your day? Exactly. Stared at it for more. Because when you go in, like imagine I get tickets to the Last Supper, or you go see this disappointing Mona Lisa. You go there, like you said of the Grand Canyon. All this hassle to get there, to get through security, because the world is full of lunatics and terrorists. They got to make sure everyone's not going to do anything bad. I get there, I go, oh, this is the Last Supper. Cool. Um, what are we doing for breakfast now? Right. <laughs> now what? I'm with you. Here's if I go to here's if I ever go to Italy. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. Okay. I want to go to Capri and spend my time on the beach. Yes. That's what I want to do. I, the other stuff. And it's weird because there are certain things that I think you should see. Okay. I do. I think if you have the chance to go to Germany and understand the history of what happened during the Holocaust, as somber as it is, I do think it's something to further educate yourself. All right. And it is depressing, and I get all that. But I, but I think that's something that, you know, if I ever get there, I will do. Um. Pearl Harbor, I think again it's somber. It's it's what it is. But if I'm ever out there in Hawaii, I will do that. But some of these things, you know, Kim is. She said to me, you know, before, and thank God she's such a beach person. You know, she said to me, you know, do, are there any sites that you want to see? I'm like, yeah, Alcatraz. I like Alcatraz. It's a tour that takes hours. It's neat to me. History. It's kind of cool. But other than that, you know. She, when we were when we were in Arizona, she said, you know, how far is the Grand Canyon? Should we take a trip? I'm like, to do what? Right. And so I kind of exposed her. We were a few hours away from it. And I explained it. You know, she knows what it is, but she thought maybe there would be things to do. And I'm like, yeah, take a picture and don't fall in. Yeah, don't fall into the canyon. I, I said, do you want to take a helicopter tour? She goes, no. I'm like, all right, that's out. Do you want to get on camels? Donkeys, I think. Burrows. Whatever. Right, yeah, camels, donkeys. She goes, no. I'm like, all right, that's out. Horses. Not really. Okay. So what do you want to do then? Uh, you know? So thankfully, she's not like that. So she wasn't into that. No, I think she'd like to go to Paris one day. That'll be with her next husband. <laughs> <laughs> with her second husband. My first husband, Jerry, never wanted to go to Paris. <laughs> but 
We did go to a Diamondbacks game. Right. That we did. I'm considering going to uh, Arizona in August. Is that a mistake? I don't think so. It's hot, but see, like we went middle of July last year. Yeah. And yeah, it was warm as hell. I'm not, there's no getting around it. And at times it was stifling. Like you just wanted to be inside, but we spent the majority of our time by the pool and in the water. Right. And it was actually really nice. Um, I, I didn't have an issue with it. The only thing I would say I didn't love about it was the nighttime where it was hot. There was one night where it was the dry heat. It was 94 degrees at night. We went to Top Golf. I swear to God, Al, it honestly did feel like it was in the 60s or 70s. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But is it? No, man, it's good. Because uh, at the uh, Boomer Foundation, I got um, some hotel stays yeah. out there. Uh, so I was originally going to go in December, which is when I went the last time. Oh, but the weather's great, though. It's it's mid sixties. Yeah, I want warm. Right. Well, you get warm. So you'll I get think hell. I'm, I looked. It said in August in the Scottsdale area, averages uh, typical is like one hundred two during the day. And, sure. Uh, maybe sixty five at night. We land when we landed in July. Oh, I, I told you this. this. When we yes. landed, it was one hundred and four degrees. <laughs> we walked outside. I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh. <laughs> It was like, what movie was that with Arnold? Was it The Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger with uh, Schwarzenegger? Maybe it wasn't The Terminator, where the uh, the oxygen was sucked out. That's what it felt like when you walked out of the airport. Yeah, like holy crap! And and cars work in this. They do. Amazingly enough, the uh, the tires don't melt, and the steering wheels and the air conditioning kicks in. Everything kicks in. It's hot. I think it's worth it though. You do a lot of stuff around the water. That's all. Yes, around the water. Because when I went there in December, it was actually too cool to go in the right. pool. Here's a study, Jerry, that says men who act less interested in sex are more successful with women. Is it single men, married men? Researchers found that men who are overly eager do not come across as attractive to women. All right. Which is why men who are interested in casual sex act less interested and are more successful at it. How about that? Um, all right. I kind of feel like we knew this already, like playing hard to get. Well, it depends. Again, are we talking about married men or are we talking about single, single guys men. on the chase? Single men on the chase. You got to not I seem like you're interested in betting her down. I think it depends on the age. All right. I think I could be wrong about this. You tell me in your experience. I would think a younger single girl is less apt to chase the guy who's not interested or showing no interest. I see. Than the single, whether she's a divorcee or just a single woman in her late 30s, early 40s, who I think at that point is more interested. Right. That's a fair point. I think that's true. They're breaking it down. The, consider that study broken down. <laughs> I don't know. Just a thought. Well, that's wrong. saying something. If if a, if you're a guy out there who's hit a dry spell, just continue to try and be dry. <laughs> act not interested. Right. In fact, when you go on a date, as soon as you pick the woman up or meet her out, say, "By the way, I'm not interested in sex with you." And do us a favor, record that and let me know how that goes. <laughs> She'll be like, "Yeah, I'm not interested in you either. <laughs> Jet, Get out. Please. <laughs> yeah. Get lost." All right, Jerry, that's a study number two that I did already today. All right. 
Two studies down, Ooh. four to go. No, this isn't a study. Oh. This is something that you might be interested okay. in. Okay. So I I printed this out specifically for you. Really? Yep. Uh, Netflix had announced that um, they were going to release a Martin Scorsese, Bob Dylan tour documentary. I would be interested in that. This is going to uh, come out on June 12th. Part documentary, part concert film, part fever dream. It features on-camera interviews and footage from 1975-1976, the tour he did with uh, people such as Joan Baez, T-Bone Burnett, Mick Ronson, and more. Well, can I ask you something? This is the poster, Jerry. He looks he looks like a beautiful woman in this photo. If this was footage from that, what have we been doing with this footage <laughs> for 45 years? Yes, great question. Well, uh... Nah, I, when you first said it, I thought it was going to be up-to-date, current Bob Dylan reflecting on his career. Until I read the rest of the story. It's 45 years ago. Yeah, it's older. Uh, I, I'll, I will watch it, but that's disappointing. I saw a thing at uh, in Asbury Park this weekend with the Bruce Springsteen archives. Right. And they brought out the Bruce Spring, Springsteen archivist, and Bruce himself also came out okay. to talk about it. And, uh, Did you ask a question? So, I, they did not take audience oh, no questions. questions. Okay. But the guy doing the interview said, like, what else do you have that you've not put out yet? And what are we waiting for? That same question you're asking. Right. Like, you're all going to be dead soon. Let's put it out. Like, let's go. What, do I, what, what are we waiting for? Right. You're still alive. We're still interested. Right. Let's put some stuff out. Agreed. What it, do you say to that? Yeah, we got to start thinking about that. <laughs> we got to start thinking about yeah. it. What is there to think about? Because they played clips from various concerts from going back 40 years. Right. You know? And even Bruce was going like, oh, who filmed that? We have that? And the archive was like, yes, we do have it. And the reporter, the, the interviewer was like, well, put it out. Right. Why hold on to it? There's no point in holding on to it. Yeah, we got we to gotta think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Just open the vaults, as they uh, say. Listen, Bob Dylan's got vaults. Bruce Springsteen has supposed vaults. to be opening up the JFK vault sometime Let's soon. Let's open the JFK what vault. What are we waiting for? About the shooting? That? Yes. About the assassination? Yes. When that Oliver Stone movie came out, they should open the vaults. God almighty, it's 2019. Right. All he, died, he was shot in 1963. All that stuff we have about aliens, open the vaults. They have nothing on aliens. Oh, they have something. You know what they've been saying about that for the last what? 100 years? We got stuff on aliens. Right. And where are they? They're not opening the vaults. Right. They're waiting for Martin Scorsese and Netflix to come together and put something out. Let me ask you a weird question. Yeah. If we never came up with the concept of film mm-hmm. and TV for entertainment. Right. And let's say we were just living in a world of music and literature, but let's tone down the creativity. Okay. That the notion of an alien was never created with the literature. No film and no TV. Would anybody believe in aliens? Well. Serious question. Do you think in in the year 1650 there were people that thought there were aliens in space? There are cave paintings of aliens in space. That's not what I asked you. Those I are the asked you men. if you lived in the year 1650. Okay. Do you think society, whatever the hell it was at that point, milk and horses, aliens? Uh, do you think that they thought there were aliens, like spaceships, or just aliens on life on other planets? Life on other planets. I don't think they did. 
How about in the year 1850? 1850? Yeah. I'm, I'm serious about this because I do believe Hollywood has a huge influence on what we believe to be real and not real. So they may have put the idea of aliens in our heads, and now we believe aliens have always existed. I think that's part—again, I'll say what I've always said. I don't know either way if there are aliens out there or not. But I would say I think Hollywood has created this perception that there are, and there are people that are just—you know, like I always love the whole thing about the UFO. Just because you see a UFO doesn't mean it's an alien. It means they don't know what it is. Right. You thought you had a UFO insect in your room. Yes. And it turned out to be a moth. So you think it's a moth. <laughs> it was a moth. You slowed it down. It was a moth. <laughs> you thought there was some microscopic being and not your penis Ghost. that was running through my, your, my your home apartment. And triggering off my cameras. <laughs> and then you slow it down and it's a moth. <laughs> Except it's funny. I've never seen a moth in my place. Interesting. <laughs> what if it was an alien moth? You get my point, though. Right. Do you think that's possible? I think that's possible that um, Hollywood has put the idea of aliens in our heads. Because they all look the same. Big, bald heads and giant Not eyeballs. Not Independence Day. In Independence Day, it had some spectacular alien life. But they probably did that because we got so used to seeing the aliens. Well, maybe, but now I'm not... In my mind, if I think about an alien takeover, that's what I think of now. Because that's the image in my head. Hollywood creation. Right. What if the aliens stand two foot two? Right. And they have superpowers. Uh, just, who knows? Then if they come at us and we're not happy, we kick them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so small. Kick them across the room. <laughs> but it probably, like you said, superpowers are come right back at you. Relentless. <laughs> Ain't so bad. <laughs> like Mr. T. And then all of a sudden they fly right to our nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they lock right onto your nuts. <laughs> Mini two foot aliens. Ball busters. After you kick it, across the room it goes, Oh, you've pissed me off. I'm going to bite right. your nuts. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. Anyway. All right, Jerry, the warm up program is next. It was also tremendous. So Right. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. It's Monday morning at 5.45. That means we start a new week. Boomer and Geo coming up in a few, but right now, Al's got a lot to say. Oh, hi, Jerry. Hi. Did you go see this Avengers Endgame this weekend? No interest. Zero. Same here. No interest. Because I don't know anything about it, number one. Uh, Number two, we had friends that went to an 8 a.m. film. Yes. On Friday morning. And I heard it was like three hours long. I yes. Mean, holy mackerel. And then Friday night, we went out to dinner, and the place was uh, emptying out very quickly around whatever time it was. And I tried to figure out why, and we saw friends that we didn't realize were there, bolting their way out. They were all going to the theater for the 9 p.m. show. For the Avengers. Yes. I, cons- I don't even know what it is. I consider myself somewhat of a smart guy. Mm. Like, smarter than don't the average. Don't get carried away. Smarter than the average person. I tried watching Black Panther. I didn't know what was going on. Imagine a movie with multiple superheroes. Very confusing. Well, let me ask you this. Hold on a second. Let me ask you this, though. What if you watched a movie, because I think they made this, maybe not, that had Batman, Superman, 
Wonder Woman, Spider-Man. You know what's League. going on. So they did do that movie, right? They did right? do that. I thought so. You would know what's going on in I that guess. because you know those characters. Yeah. These characters we don't know. Thor. That was a minor character when I was Noah a kid. Syndergaard was in it. He stinks, by the way. Um, he does stink. We just don't know who the characters are. Perhaps. Well, no, we, we don't. We're admitting that. But a lot of people, there was a... Oh, there was a thing going on on not only Twitter, but in real life outside of movie theaters. When, when people were going into the theater, people were shouting spoilers and then getting pummeled in the streets by uh, moviegoers. That's unfortunate. So LaShawn McCoy, the running back for, I think he's still with the Bills, right? I believe so. Uh, he put a spoiler on Twitter and people were not happy with him. Right. I will not read his spoiler for you, Jerry, because I don't want to spoil it for others, but... People then tweeted that the NFL should suspend LaShawn oh, McCoy the entire season. How about this? Stay off social media if you're so worried about it. Seriously. Because if you are that concerned about the spoiler, yeah. the only thing that could possibly happen on social media is finding out what happens. So stay off it. You know what it is, though? Everybody's addicted to the damn phones. They what, can't stay off it. What about this tweet? I am rooting for a career-ending injury. That was an Avengers Endgame fan who got spoiled. That's a bit much. That's a little much? That's a little much. Which is more, uh, (laughs) suspending him for an entire season for ruining a movie or wishing a career-ending injury? They're both equally stupid. Equally stupid. Yes. All right. It's a movie. By the way, not real, guys. It's also an interesting phenomenon that's going on where people are proud that they have no idea what Avengers Endgame is. I'm not proud. Or what Game of Thrones is. Like, they'll okay, be like, I don't know what either is. I don't care, and I'm not proud. It means nothing. But some people, like I'm saying, like they act proud, like, I have never seen a Game of Thrones. And you're acting proud, why? I'm not sure. Like, that, that I'm not, you I didn't above get them. Yes. Like, I didn't get hooked into this pop culture phenomenon. Huh. F- say that again. Phenomenon. <laughs> you realize you're almost 50, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Just I'm saying it. I don't watch Game of Thrones or Avengers, Neither not because I'm above it, because there's no chance I'd understand what is going on. It's either that or we don't have time. I do have time. No, I've got nothing, you have a lot of time. <laughs> nothing but time. Jerry, I could get right into this and just go right through eight seasons of Game of Thrones. I've got nothing but time. I mm, Yeah, you're right. I mean, I tried watching a Batman versus Superman movie yeah. once. I got confused with that. Yes, I can't follow I don't know these what things. was going on. It's right. dark. The movie's just, I don't know, it's filmed differently. I thought they were both good guys, and yet they're fighting each other. Yeah. I got hooked when I was on one road trip with Rutgers, and 40 minutes in, I'm like, why am I watching this? I, I, yeah, and you shut me. it right off. I like a comedy. Make me laugh. Explain this to me, Jerry. You're Probably a baseball can. guy. You watch MLB Network. You are very involved in Little Leagues. Jacob DeGrom. Stinks again. Stinks again and is blaming his mechanics, right? Everything's mechanics. Not an injury, blaming mechanics. I'm coming, I'm uh, leaving the rubber too soon. My arm is back. I can't explain it. This is what these guys do for a living. I don't understand. You have a manager who is a pitching guru coach, right? I don't And Noah Syndergaard's terrible. This is what the the people should say to Jacob DeGrom. You know what you did last year? Do that, <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> Leave the rubber at the same time as last year. I know. Bend your knee the same way. I know. Bring your elbow back the right way. And it's almost like they don't just lose. Like So Friday night, and the fact that that game started at 10 p.m. is mind-numbing. And I understand the Brewers only time in. Okay, fine. I guess we can't find a common day off for them to make up a game. 
Fair enough. So they start at 10 p.m., which sucks for the fans. And by the way, give the Mets credit. I do believe they invited the fans back for another game yes, if you had did. tickets Friday night, which is the right thing to do because that was out of their control Friday night. That having been said, they get smoked when they lose. I mean, brutal. And then Cindergard on Saturday, like what the hell has happened to this? You know what it is with Cindergard? He doesn't know how to pitch. He just wants to strike everybody out. Oh, it's awful. And it, that was it, on his terrible Game of Thrones bobblehead oh, night. God, was he bad. I mean, 100 pitches in five innings? Couldn't get out. Oh, and, oh, God, Darno was so good. Good riddance. When you talk about their mechanics, Jerry, and you say, oh, this is what they do. You ever been to a concert where the piano player missed a note? I haven't. See, you would know that. But see, I wouldn't be able to tell. You, the piano player, might be able to tell. And I only say that because we, you love music. Right. You've watched a lot of documentaries. You've read a lot of biographies. Rockumentaries. There are, yes. There are many times you will read that the lead singer gets fed up with one of his side guys because they are slightly off. We can't tell. The mechanics are off? That's the difference. If you're slightly off with the music, most people can't tell. If your fastball sucks, you're going to get uh, taken to the woodshed. And we can tell. Right. Jerry, Las Vegas, this is where they set betting lines, has put the over-under yes. on quarterback Daniel Jones' starts for the 2019 season. At a half? At seven and a half. Seven and a half games? Yeah. I was shocked at that. Wow. That seems like a gimme. Uh, I would think so. Take can the we, under. Wow. Can we bet on that in Jersey? Yeah. I think I will take the under and run. Yes. Seven and a half games. You think he's starting eight games this year? They think he's starting eight games this year. What scares me about that, though, is Vegas usually knows something. Right. This is what I'm saying. But that makes no sense. And then I guess, and then I guess Mike said Eli canceled his weekly spot going into next year. He shut it down. So maybe Daniel Jones will be the starter by October or November. Now, the Giants are claiming huh. that Eli had decided to shut it down with the uh, radio appearances before they drafted Daniel Jones, although he must have known a quarterback. Well, was but that coming. was the whole idea. I think Mike tweeted or said, I don't know if he did on the app or not, but I guess Eli was informed they were drafting a quarterback and oh, just kind of figured he wasn't going to be the starter all year. Right. But and seven and a half is still a lot. If you gave me four and a half, I'd still struggle with that. Me too. Huh. Seven and a, seven half. And a half. That means they think, Jerry, that the season's over in October. That. There's yeah. 16 games in the season. All right, so by mid-October, the season's over. To get seven and a half, he'd have to start eight games. Eight games is one half of the football season. Yeah. Season over in October. Yeah. He starts November and December. I'm going to take the under on that. I am too. I could see him starting in December, but not earlier than that. Before Thanksgiving? No way. And if that's the case, boy, they screwed this up even further than I thought. How so? Well, if... Hmm. Because they're trying to rebuild and win at the same time. If the thought is Eli's only going to play half the season, that means they don't think there's much of a season. So shouldn't they have – well, never mind. So you could combo this bet up, Jerry, with a under for – Games, one. For games by Daniel Jones, and then the under for the what wins. Is doing, what is their under for the wins right now? I thought it was know? six and a half. Boy, that's low. Which okay. I thought last year was low and yeah, took so the over. I. I told everybody to bet their mortgage. And I lost. I hope you didn't. And I let him off the hook. Yes, you did. And you're 40. You're a man. We got to take a I'm break. I'm 40. Uh, we're coming up on 6 o'clock. We got Boomer and Geo next. But before we do that, Al has four more stories that we will quickly get to I here on The Fan. I can get to those. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we've got a couple more minutes. Disappointing weekend for the Islanders. They lost both. The Warriors did win. Uh, so did the Celtics. Mets beat the Brewers. Yankees over the Giants. What else you got? So did you see that uh, Met fans spilled a beer on Ryan Braun? Ryan Braun, Braun, yes. First inning. Going for a home run ball, I yeah. guess. Now, does Ryan Braun have to get changed after that? Because he's got to be soaked. I don't think he has to, but he has plenty of time if he wants to in the clubhouse. Sure. I saw the slow motion of the suds landing on his head. Was that exciting for you? <laughs> I did like to see it in slow erotic. motion. Not erotic. But the guy, how the guy would, oh, and his drink, and it's splash. And he didn't do it on purpose. He didn't do it on purpose. He did not. No. That was, was just unfortunate. He was trying to catch the ball, Jerry. And wasn't the Cano hit by pitch like the next pitch or the second pitch after that? Yeah, it was the, oh, definitely in that same inning. So weird. Very strange inning. And, and he was uh, called for a strike again. Yes. That happened in, was it St. Louis that he got hit by a pitch and called for a strike? I feel like when they'll, whenever they go down to the first baseline, the guy always is like, strike. Because he was like, I wasn't paying attention. Do you think Strike. That they basically just, meh? Do you think they really see it, or you think no. it's like a flip of a coin? This is what I would say when they went to me on the first base. I'm going to be like, you're right there if you didn't see it. <laughs> no, but you have the angle. How am I supposed to see you it? You have the angle down the line. I That's would the point. consider everything a check swing. I'd be like, he checked it. <laughs> what if, if you don't go, around, all, you if you don't go do all the way around, check no, swing in my book. You can't do that. That's not fair. And Eddie's Dolphins got Josh Rosen. Great. Oh, yeah. Good. They're going to win the AFC East. And no, all I heard this weekend is what how magic? what a nice guy this Josh Rosen is. He was said nice things about the fans and about did Kyler you, Murray coming in. Did you see in. Steve Smith rip this guy a new one over the weekend? Steve Smith did? Did you, Boomer, did you see this by any chance? Josh Rosen it. was the biggest winner this weekend. He got Ooh. away from the bottom-feeding freaking <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. It's another Monday's Jersey Mike's Yankees box office blitz. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.